Hello and welcome to another episode of Out and Proud, a Fidelity Pride production. This podcast empowers members of the LGBTQ plus community and allies to share their coming out stories with Fidelity and the whole wide world. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I speak to Jeff Adams. I think you'll really enjoy his story. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. did you come out? Um, I came out, well, to my parents or to Fidelity. Let's talk about <laughs> your, well, let's, let's back up even a bit and just say, when did you know, was there a time where you knew like, I am gay, I need to come out to my parents? Was there a time, I guess you came out to yourself maybe is a better way? Yeah. To okay. Say? Um, so growing up in a small East Texas town, um, I was bullied for being gay before I knew what gay was. Okay. Um, so I didn't even know like what gay was whenever they were like, Oh, you're a gay kid. So, um, had you just never heard the phrase before? Or? I'd never heard the phrase before. How old were you at I, this time? Uh, let's see. That was probably seven to 12. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but. So you'd never heard the phrase before. Yeah. I'd never heard the phrase before and it was probably in like. Maybe I would say like high school, I was probably 16 or 17 and I started working and I came in contact with like just gay people in regular life in Tyler, Texas and just kind of like made me start thinking and then I was like, well, because I had always thought like, well, that boy's cute, but I'd never, I'd been like, oh, but that's wrong because I went to church and so like all that stuff, everybody in East Texas taught me that it was just, that was just wrong. Right. So, yeah, just going, being more exposed to the world made me realize who I was. And then I came out to my parents when I was 18, but I had waited until I was 18 because I wanted to be able to be financially stable or mm-hmm. be able to get an apartment right. in the event that I get kicked out because that had happened to a lot of my friends. And what was that, what was that like when you're, you're, you, you know you're gay and you know you're going to come out to your parents and this, the the back and forth mentally of, of I've got to be financially secure. So in case the worst case scenario happens, I'm set and I'm not going to be without a home, without a job, without money to take care of myself. What was that like? Um, Especially seeing it from other people. Yeah. I, it was pretty messed up (laughs) actually. Uh, I don't wish that upon anybody, but I know that it's very common. So I mean, just having to plan for something like that, something so negative, whenever you're speaking of family, like that shouldn't right. be how family treats one another. But um, in my case, it wasn't. So that was a very lucky, but I'm, I was very lucky for that. But I was, it's very rare that it happens so easily. Yeah. So. And, and you, I remember you told me the, the way or a conversation you had with your mom when you came out. And <laughs> yeah. so just, just <laughs> recap that for me. Okay. So, um, Like I said, I was 18. I'd gotten home from work and um, I worked at a framing shop at the time. And my mom was cooking dinner because it was like right after like five or six. And my dad hadn't like gotten home yet. But I was like, okay, as soon as my dad gets home, Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to sit him down on the table. So they, my dad got home, got into the kitchen. I walked in there and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you guys. Um, it's important and I just need to talk to you. Right. So my mom was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I walked into the dining room, which at the time um, we had a really big dining table. Sure. And I, they sat down on one end and I went to the complete opposite end. So I was like, <laughs> I need a running start. Sure. <laughs> um, just in case things right. go bad. Right. And I told them, I was like, so I just want to let you know that nothing's changed about me, but I am gay. And my dad was like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> we're still going to be able to meet the person that you bring home, right? And I was like, yeah. And um, my mom said, okay, so you're making me burn dinner for what exactly? (laughs) (laughs) So they already knew, or at least they had an inkling. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, parents have to be crazy not to think that they're going to, I feel like all parents know. Sure. So I don't know. But my mom was just like, okay, so can I go back to cooking dinner? Like, this isn't (laughs) a big deal. Right. Like, it doesn't fundamentally change anything in the family. Exactly. Right. Is how they were. Come to find out, whenever my parents were in high school, they had. Um, a really good friend of theirs was gay. So they were already exposed uh, to it. They okay. didn't, and they know that it's no big deal. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff Adams. Yeah. Thank you for being out and proud. Oh, you're welcome. I am happy to be out yes. and proud. Yes. So this is Out and Proud, the Fidelity Pride ERG, which for those listening that don't know, Employee Resource Group, official podcast, where we are talking to various out members about their story and how they're living out and proud, not only here at Fidelity, but also in the wor- whole wide world. <laughs> yeah. I almost said World Wide Web, but <laughs> it's, it's web. a little bit different. <laughs> a little bit different. So how did you, so we'll we'll kind of jump around a little bit, but since this is Fidelity that we both work at. Talk to me about how you came to Fidelity in the first place. Um, Okay. So I was working at a frame shop in DFW. Okay. So you moved from, so you were still working, you're just loving this frame business going from Tyler to DFW. I love framing so much. (laughs) And now you're framing the conversation. Exactly. Uh, Bringing it full circle. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, So. I was working at a frame shop and one of the ladies that I worked with had a daughter who she was like, Oh my gosh, you have to meet my daughter. And I was like, okay, wait, we need to talk. First. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 y'all be good friends. I was like, okay, cool. Um, but she, her daughter worked here in the 401k phones. Okay. And I love to make money. Sure. So I mean, they yep. were making more money than I was at the time. And she's like, you should just apply. Be a phone rep with me. I was like, okay. And so I did and then forgot about it. And probably two or three months later, they called me and said, hey, we want to set up an interview. And I said, okay. And then I just started off. I didn't work in the 401k phones, but I worked in uh, Fidelity Advisor Services. Sure. In the phones. Right. But, yeah. And then you navigated and you jumped around a bunch of different roles. And Mm -hmm. now you are thriving. And you are currently one of the heads of the Fidelity Pride Employee Resource Group as well. I am. I'm the co-lead along with one other person. Yeah. So how did you navigate? So I guess, so let's even back up. So you've been at Fidelity, what, eight years now? Mm -hmm. Okay. So eight years here and you have kind of climbed your way up career-wise and also socially speaking. So Mm -hmm. was there a time, so you're, you're already, and I guess what's the time difference between when you started Fidelity and when you came out to your parents? About how many years had passed between those two? Um, let's see. I started Fidelity when I was 22. So four. Okay. So four years. So you're still at this point, are you very, I guess, very comfortable with being out and proud at that point? Are you still having some reservations with how you are presenting yourself in conversations and social settings? 
I was very edited. Sure. Still. Because you had just moved to DFW, right? Uh-huh. I moved when I, well, time, I moved right? when I was 19 to go oh, okay. to college, but um, I was still very edited and still kind of am, uh, depending on the situation. Like, uh, for instance, in DFW, if I'm in Fort Worth, I'm a lot more edited than I am if I'm in Dallas. Sure. Um, but that's just work in the room and social situations, just right. depending on who, ev- who everyone else is. Right. But... Yeah, but so yeah. I was still very edited when I started here. Okay, and then how did you find, how did you, I guess, get comfortable being able to bring your whole self to the table, as it were? Um, so that, and I am a firm believer that it all starts with the trainer. Okay. For who, whatever group you're in, um, the trainers are key to making you comfortable and teaching you the culture. Mm-hmm. And my trainer uh, was, well, it was a couple of people, but it was, they were some of the best people and they're still my friends to this day, mm-hmm. but they just made sure that, you know, it was a safe space. I mean, they didn't do anything outright to say that it was a safe space, just the sure. way that they conducted the class and talked to all of us. Cause there were, I think were there were like 15 of us in my class, new hire, higher, class, new hire class. Yeah. Um, so they just made it a completely open and comfortable space. So I never felt, well, I didn't feel like I couldn't, be my whole self um, after I sort of accidentally came out. Oh, oh <laughs> talk, talk to us about that. How did that, how did that happen? Yeah, so um, I was in class. Uh, we were learning something about how to take a call or something. And um, the trainer stopped and was like, let's get to know each other. We had little breakout sessions. Sure. And um, Just like kind of icebreaker, get to know yeah. the people you're working with. Yeah. And at this point, it was like halfway through the training session, or not session, but like um, we had like, I think it was two months or something of training or maybe less. I don't know. Right. Um, but it was about halfway through that section of time. And he said, okay, so let's start to get to know one another. So I'd already kind of learned something about everybody, something about everybody. Right. And um, I thought, you know, well, it's now or never, you know, I need to be brave and put on a brave face. If this changes the way people think of me, well, you know, that's their thing. I can't, I don't like not being able to talk about certain things. Sure. So, because they can, so why can't I? Right. And um, I was talking about something i had just met my current fiance oh um congratulations by the way thank you (laughs) i had just met him probably like a month or two before that and i was talking about how i was going on a date with my boyfriend and i remember saying boyfriend and then immediately looking around like oh my gosh it's happening and (laughs) i expected like a lot of maybe like people would not keep my eye gaze oh, or sure. like you know they would like look down or yeah, like, yeah yeah just well, uncomfortable time is it? yeah uncomfortable things or maybe the subject change right and or a lot um, of a <coughs> yeah so anyways exactly right? it's like that's cool so uh me too and um, <laughs> <laughs> really and, dave yeah <laughs> no i just uh, didn't know what else to say exactly <laughs> and instead i i think it's because of my trainer he's just an awesome his name's adam hool nice shout out um He's, More like Adam Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think the way that he conducted class, I mean, it just made everybody like, oh, cool, that's awesome. Well, y'all have a good date or something. Yeah. And it just wasn't anything. And I was like, oh, that's so amazing. And that's got to be huge, right? Yes. Because this is the first time. Such a weight lifted. Not with family or with close friends that you have just 
had a normal like, oh, this is something that I'm doing yeah. conversation. And it, you know, it's got to be, I mean, it's not something that I, I think of. I mean, I'm in these mm-hmm. social settings and I'm like, yeah, I've got this date and my wife are doing this or, you know, I'm having kids or I'm looking for, you know, just I, I don't even think about it because it's so programmed that this is the default setting when in reality, everybody has a different default setting. Yep. And that's what we're trying to educate the world and learn and grow as a people and as a company. Fidelity is doing a great job being at the forefront of a lot of those conversations in this type of environment, the financial and private sector. But that that had to have been super just, I mean, pins and needles. Just like, mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't, you know, fall yeah. flat. I was fully expecting to get a negative reaction and have their opinion change of me, right? And then our relationship would change, um, but and it did, but in a good way because I d- didn't have to worry about anything anymore. I mean, you know, it was just easier to talk. I didn't have to worry about accidentally saying the wrong thing and them questioning that because they already know sure. it's already out there, and everybody's like, it's not a big deal because it should not be a big deal, right? And I love, there's been several celebrities just uh, that's top of mind. And I'm trying to remember the most recent one I saw and I'm forgetting and someone's going to know who's <laughs> listening to this, but there's been a lot of celebrities over the last handful of years that have come out in such a low key, no big deal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm getting married and he's great or she's great or yeah, I'm going out and people are like, oh, you're gay. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was the most interesting thing about me. I thought right. what I'm actually doing over here was the most interesting thing. To me, it's the one of the least interesting thing, you know, yeah. or, or or whatever. I might be kind of butchering that, but but I get the but you get the the way I'm saying it. It's it's getting we're trying to get to a point in society where it is as no big deal as, oh, what are you doing tonight? I'm going out on a date with this guy. I'm going on a date with this girl. It's like, oh, that's cool. What yeah. movie are you going to see? I heard that that movie sucked or exactly. whatever. Yeah, and the conversation that's not the point of the conversation as to what do you, you know, what is your sexual orientation? But it's now of, oh, who are you as a person? Mm-hmm. Which is, that's the way it should always be. But I yep. feel that the focus has been on other things for so long that people are j- trying to play years and years of catch up. Yep, I agree. And after that interaction, I just kind of took that and ran with it. Sure. I was like, if this is how it's perceived at Fidelity, then I mean... Sky's the limit, man. Right. So I have gone nuts, which is why I'm the co-lead for Pride now, because right. it's I want to make sure that everybody knows, so that so everybody doesn't feel like I did that first section of my training where I was still nervous to be myself. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that that is out in the open, that you can be whoever you want to be, just be comfortable being you, because at the end of the day. Everybody's different, but that makes us all the same. We're all human. Right. You know, so just like exactly be chill about it. Exactly. <laughs> just zen out. And yeah. Everybody will be fine. Yeah. But it's so true because I found a lot of times and, and it gets difficult now with just people, though, people like to hide behind digital walls to say mm-hmm. things that they would never say when they're sitting across the table from somebody breaking bread, having a meal, having mm-hmm. a drink, having a conversation. And I feel that. In a lot of ways, we're getting better as a society with regards to being a lot more open and accepting. And in a lot of other ways, w- people are having a tendency to want to lean into those biases or, or beliefs because 
they feel the safety of it. And so it's one of the things I know that's very difficult and something that I strive to do in, in day-to-day life has, is to, because I have a lot of friends or family that might be on that side, right? As far as perspective of looking at the way the world's changing and evolving and becoming more accepting, looking mm-hmm. at it with a more negative view or perspective. Yeah. And so what I try and do is I know I'm never going to get through them by commenting on something they posted on social media or, you know, it's just, it's not going to work. So I have to think, okay, this is their perspective now. And I have to make it personal for them. I have to have a conversation with them, casually talk to them about people and situations or just have them listen to something like this where they're getting to hear a very real and personal story and realize every like all of these people are people. They're just like you and me. They just want to be loved. They just want to be accepted. They just want to be able to make smart decisions and dumb decisions without anybody caring one way or the other, (laughs) you know, they just want the full spectrum of life available. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day, what you feel because we're all the same, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We're all different and we are all the same. And that might've been a little bit clunkier than I intended it, but I think the the gist of it came, came across. (laughs) Right. So what did, and, and one of the things I do think Fidelity does a really good job at, is having the employee resource groups, which since for those I've talked about a little bit and you've talked about a little bit, for those that may not know what an employee resource group is at a company like Fidelity, can you talk us through a little bit about what that looks like for people that work here at Fidelity specifically? Yeah. So employee resource groups at Fidelity specifically are, we have six of them um, and they're really for any kind of group of people that want to get together um, to just kind of build a sense of community sure. within the company um, to be like, there's more people like me out there or, right. you know, um, there's power in numbers. So, but yeah, it's just have having as many places for an associate to go, but just to find like a group of people that I, they identify with and can feel comfortable around and just, you know, meet in the cafeteria and hang out if they had a bad day at work or something or, you know, just share successes and share best practices to help everybody grow together. Right. So it's just mainly about building a sense of community with infidelity. Things like what we're doing right here. I want to make sure that everybody knows that it's okay. You can share your story. You can come out at work or you can be yourself at work. You know, you don't have to hide any part of yourself here. So. And that's so good. What would you tell people who are, I guess, maybe struggling with coming out in general? Like if they're not here at Fidelity, but there's something where they're, they may be going through that kind of thought process that you went through back before you turned 18 of, I need to tell my family or I need to tell friends, or I just am tired of not living my full self. What would be some advice that you would be able to give them that would help kind of guide them through the next couple steps? I would say, let's see, probably, I mean, just a lot of self-reflection. So like, just like take some time and just think about like why this is an issue for you um, and what steps could you do to make it a little bit easier. Um, I never really, I just got, I ended up getting tired. I was tired. Sure. i tired of hiding. So... I was like, okay, these guys are going to have to just get over it. Right. I mean, <laughs> I am so tired. So right. that was my motivation. I was tired of not being myself, especially I'm so close with my family. So I 
just kind of felt like I was lying. Like I didn't want to, I got tired of my grandparents being like, so when are you bringing a girl home? It's like, right. never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and if I do, it's like a friend. <laughs> so never, so, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, get on my little broom and right. fly away. <laughs> but yeah, I would just say like, or fine. There's so many focus groups or not focus groups, but like groups that you can join. Mm-hmm to talk about issues or therapy. Therapy was a big one. Whenever I moved here, um, I was in therapy for a year or two just to acclimate because I'm from a super small town and this place is gigantic. It's almost like a culture shock in a way. Yeah, it was total culture shock and I was having a little trouble adjusting. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. No, yeah. So you just need somebody to talk to. And like if said person has a couple friends or something that they're comfortable talking with, just talk it out with them. I mean, communication is the best yeah the more the better yeah you just got to get it out there and have somebody else help you or work through it you know yeah just got to be yourself absolutely i know that there's been a couple of people that i've spoken to that have shared privately with me some details and one of the things that they've consistently talked about and leaned into is that aspect of talking to a, a couple of close friends and one of the things that they always say is when they talk to said friends about you know, this is what I am thinking. I believe, you know, I'm gay or I'm lesbian or whatever it may be. They, their friends always say, yeah, like I knew this about you. Why mm-hmm. are you, mm-hmm. are you just now being invited to the party? Like we, we've been here. <laughs> we've been waiting on you. We don't know. And yeah. they said that that's been the most warm, loving, accepting thing has been when their friends and, and to your point, like your, your parents also talking about, it's like, yeah, we already, like we figured this out. Mm-hmm. Like, we yeah. we know we're just glad you figured it out. So now yeah. we can like all stop pretending that you don't know. Yeah, it's just such. I think it's so different for the person that's doing the coming out. Sure. Because I just remember all the bad stories that I heard, yeah. and I mean, since then, some of my friends are some of the bad stories. Mm-hmm. Like they don't talk to their parents anymore, or it took like ten years to like speak again, and that's crazy. But right. you know, it's just everybody's families are different and everything like that. But yeah, I would say one of the biggest things you can do is to find a person or some people that you feel comfortable talking to and being friends with. And just for them to show you just compassion. I mean, just, I'm here for you, you know? So, and if anybody listening, I can be that person. There you go. I'm totally there. There you go. Jeff Adams, Jeff Adams. Uh, well, Jeff, thanks so much for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for being out and proud. And thank you for sharing your fidelity story. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. If you would like to know more about how you can get started with Fidelity Investments today, go to fidelitycareers.com. That's fidelitycareers.com to get started on your Fidelity career today. 